This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. I am thrilled to have this superstar on our show today. Abby is with the fam in Hilton Head, but don't worry, guys. I've got someone covering all the shows this week with me, the talented Sarah Frazier. She's a podcast comedian. If you guys aren't following her already or listening to her show, please check out The Sarah Fraser Fraser Show. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Vanessa. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me back. I cannot wait to have you and Abby back on my show. It's been like, I feel like you guys came on, I don't know, like pandemic, a couple years yes. ago. So yes. So I will say, Sarah, in, in a world of podcasting, this is like more information than you guys listening want to know. But I want to say, being a woman podcaster, Sarah was so kind to kind of open her door and have us on her show. She has such an amazing platform. She has such a professional talent. She's been in the industry for a very, very long time. So that meant a lot and really stuck with me. And so just seeing your career flourish and all the things that you're doing, it couldn't happen to a better person. So I'm just saying that because guys, it's a hustle. It's a, you know, you got to work with people and she's always been super supportive. It is a hustle. It is a grind. Well, um, I feel the same about you too. Congratulations on all your enormous podcast success. I mean, you guys really are like anybody that wants an example of two friends who built a show. Now it's like a top rated trending show in the world. Amazing social media. I mean, and I admire your, you guys are so clever on social media. I wish I had half of that. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. I don't know. It's like a like a good disease that we have, I guess, that we have the desire to meme. Like we can't not not meme. But it's awesome. Let's get into the moment we've all been waiting for is part three of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. I have chills and I still have it's all happening tattoo mm-hmm. on from last night. Um, I have a fake tattoo on. I had a watch party. Shout out Kelly's. Thank you everyone for coming. So Ariana came in hot. All right. So she doesn't like Rachel walks in the room. She's immediately triggered. And this whole episode, she's like shooting insults left and right, referring to her to a trees grader, um, calling her a dementor, saying she wants to forgive her, never um, for she wants to forget her. She came in really, really hot. I'm seeing a lot of people on the Internet, a lot of chatter about people feeling like she went in too hard on Rachel and not Tom. What do you think about that? Well, um, no, I don't think that's accurate because, I mean, we had, um, you know, basically the first episode was all about Tom, right? I mean, first part of the reunion. So we really got it all out about Tom about Tom then. Um, now, you know, it's funny. I have like a different feeling. I, it was so anticlimactic to me, I guess, maybe because we've had so much scandal, but I thought part three wasn't as explosive as I thought in my mind it was going to be. Again, I I don't think because it wasn't amazing television. I think it's just because there's been so much lead up and chat about it that I that short of like a fight, a physical fight, I think I just wasn't all that blown away. You know, I, probably like everybody else, I am just still 
trying to get to the bottom of is Raquel like what is going on? You know, there's been a lot of talk and I, we've speculated about this on my show is like, is she on the spectrum? Like what could, because there's just such lack of emotion and that continued last night. That was the hardest part. I think to watch is just how she, you know, you put yourself in her shoes, right? You could never, you and Abby are besties. I mean, could you do that to someone who's your best friend and be so not emotional? And then of course, you know, we see that special with with her, right? Six days later or whatever, when she sits down with producers and then sort of has emotion, which kind of felt like she probably realized like, oh shit, you know, um, I have zero emotion. So I'm going to go back and be apologetic. Um, but I'm curious. I mean, you're such a, you know, you're such a Bravo expert. Like I'm curious about what you think because- I mean, here's my couple takes. Number one, going back to Ariana, I think I want to remind everyone listening, and this isn't a direct to you guys because I know you guys got my back but to all my little haters on Instagram today the reunion aired or filmed two to three weeks after Scandal broke out so the wounds were fresh Ariana's still living with Tom like you said part one of the reunion was a lot about Tom and she definitely laid it in on him and also they live together so I have no doubt there's been shouting matches and insults thrown that we don't see on camera just a reminder for people this is her first time seeing Rachel Two to three weeks out, emotions are high. Um, going back to her, Abby and I were speculating about this last week. We had similar thoughts. I mean, all jokes aside, Rachel jokes aside, like whatever's happening, I was glad to say that she said she's getting mentally evaluated. Yeah. I'm speculating. And again, speculating. I don't know. She was like medicated. I feel like Andy may have made a comment on this. Something to truly numb her out because you're right. It felt very robotic until we saw the six days later where there was truly a sense of emotion there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's everyone's big question, right? And, and for me, I'm like, when are we going to hear from Raquel again? Like, when are we going to see her again? Right. Is she, you know, there's been all these rumors as you guys have obviously covered that she's was in a mental health facility or that maybe she's with her family. Then it was like, well, she wasn't in a mental health facility. It was more of like a resort. So, you know, I wonder what she's going to say when she emerges again, you know, will she reflect and there, there'll be a mental health diagnosis, um, you know, and obviously I, I think too, we all know her childhood had to be very tumultuous. I mean, you know, just your mom giving you up and then not knowing that story for a while. I mean, there's a lot there, not that that excuses it, but, um, I am really curious to hear from her again. I just, you know, I was ready for it to be over last night, I think, because we've just all scandivalled out. Um, but yes, the lack of emotion. I mean, I'm over. I actually like James Kennedy, but he's been so obnoxious throughout this entire reunion. I'm like. Part three so was a bit much. He was definitely looking for like the last word and the last say. Part three was a bit much. Um, aside from the lack of emotion, my biggest like these are the big bombs that came out of part three. Tom and Rachel are in love. TBD, if they continue to remain in love or they're just truly trauma bound, bonded. Um, the t-shirt comment that Tom made about re after revealing that Ariana and Tom have had sex and he said, yeah, she, she looks so hot in this t-shirt and everyone's like, you're disgusting. Like what a weird, what a weird thing to say. Like this is something you keep in your head. Like even if you think that you don't blurt it out loud, like what a weird thing to say. The lightning bolt necklace was purchased for Tom. And then the bombshell that we were waiting for that kind of fell flat. Oh, I hate when things get so hyped and it doesn't live up. 
because it was still kind of crazy. She, Tom and Rachel did sleep together um, while Ariana was at her grandma's funeral. So you have to remember back in the show. Also, they FaceTimed Tom and Tom FaceTimed Ariana while that while she was at for her grandma's funeral and he was supposed to get his sperm checked. So all of that was happening while he had just slept with Rachel. So that's so fucked up. And I think no one's surprised by that. But the weirdest thing for me was that Rachel threw out the idea of being in a throuple. I know. And I was like, wait, <laughs> um, what? And Tom was like, no, she won't go for that. So I don't know. I think multiple things. I'm a firm believer of multiple things can be true. Yes. Rachel needs some sort of help. Rachel, to me, is a bit sociopathic in her behavior. I don't think whatever's been going on excuses that. And I think Ariana was angry, justifiably so. So I think all those things can be true. You can have varying feelings about it. But wow, what a what an ending. And then we got secrets, secrets to be told. What else is going to be like come out there? Um, but that is it. Do you think for the future of the show, I'd love to get your opinion. Do you think Rachel comes back? Oh, that's such a great question. I mean, as of now, you know, I don't feel like she comes back. I don't, you know, I don't think they need her. Um, I've thought about this a lot. I mean, in a way, I feel like Ariana Maddox should like she should move on because she just has so many opportunities, right? We've seen all the the commercials that she's been doing, like all, you know, she's been invited to throw out first pitches at baseball games. I mean, it seems like a little bit she's playing this and and set up in a way to almost go on to like be a co-host of the talk or, you know, the view or something like that. Like, I think if I were advising her as a friend or a PR manager, this she's getting ready to act in a lifetime film. I mean, this seems like if, this is the opportunity to jump, right? We know that Ariana has made it really clear and I don't blame her. She's not going to film with Tom and Raquel again. So it's almost like I feel like production is trying to figure out is Ariana moving on? If she's moving on, I think they're going to try to bring Raquel back because they're going to want to follow wherever she is now. Um, You know, is she going to write a book? How is she going to try to rehab her image? Or is she going to try to do that? So, but then at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, they've had the biggest ratings that they've ever had. So maybe Ariana comes back and we don't get Raquel for the next season. You know, with these Bravo shows, it happens all the time where a cast member sits out for a season, then they come back. I could see it going either way. Right now, I don't know. I feel like Ariana is coming back and we're not going to get Raquel. That's my sort of prediction today. I agree with that. I also think with something about her, that restaurant Mm -hmm. coming out, like with it all being promotion and being in with her partner, that being her story. I also think she's going to push more of her outside business ventures. I think we're going to be seeing more of that because she has that the platform. I also think she could potentially explore other things um, while the the iron is hot right now, but I definitely think she's coming back. I think we're Rachel, Rachel, um, Rachel, Raquel. I don't, yeah, I don't think she's coming back. I think Jackson, Brittany, I think that's going to be like, no one's going to be surprised by that because it's like the worst kept secret ever. I think yep. those two are coming back. Um, Tom Sandoval, say what you want about him. Everyone hates him, but I, I was having a conversation with my friends about this last night. I was like, we have to remember before social media is the way that it is, especially right now. And in the peak of Vanderpump days, Jax Taylor has done some horrible, horrible, horrible things. I would say 
betrayal wise, I mean, I would say borderline equally as horrible as what Tom Sandoval did to an extent, but he's rebounded. He came back. Also, we need a villain. And I think Tom Sandoval, given his narcissism, will lean into being a villain. Oh, and will like deny, deny, deny. And he has no problem fighting for it. So all that being said, I think Vanderpump has been resurrected and I'm excited to see where the show goes. I mean, look, I'm a new fan. I was ne- I was a Fairweather fan. I never really cared about the show. Like if, it, if I had nothing else on, I would watch it. I never got into any of them. Um, this season I watched religiously. I'm into the whole thing. Um, now I speculate about all their lives. And you know what I mean? I mean, they all, it's like, it's, I've never seen in the history of reality TV, a show that basic, in, I always stick by this. In my opinion, I think that show would have been canceled this season without Scandal. But I've never been a VPR fan. I just never got into it. I was never part of the cult following. But I, if you, to me, watching this past season, there was nothing else eventful happening whatsoever in any of their lives aside from Sheena's wedding. And we and Lala all and Randall, which they cut out a lot. Which, right. We didn't even get, you know, hardly anything because we knew we had this other bombshell dropping, right? So... I look, no one has ever gotten luckier than this cast. And next season, I think, is going to be great. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, in a way, they should be thanking Tom Sandoval because they all have even bigger careers. I mean, I know it's like it's wild, wild because, on one hand, a lot of people, I mean, there's been so many conspiracy theories. They're like, oh, my God, this is fake. This was made up. And Ariana said it herself multiple times. Like, why would I want this to happen? Like, why would I want to be the star of this scandal? Like, she didn't have any zero interest. This really happened. And now many of them are capitalizing off of it. I mean, Lala was able to put a down payment on her house with the send it to Daryl merch, which is mind blowing. So I think you're right. I think you're correct. I think they were going to come back. I personally wanted it canceled at season nine because season nine was horrible. Season 10. I enjoyed as someone who's loved the show from season one. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was like coming back to true form and getting more into the groove of it being about their lives and less about Lisa, which Lisa, speaking of someone who should go, it should be Lisa, in my opinion. She's <laughs> no longer needed. No one cares about the set design and it being like Vanderpump Paris. Like no one cares. So like move on, move on, move on, Lisa. Okay, let's move on to the next show. So Orange County premiered, season 17 premiered. It feels good to have Tamara back. How did you feel about Tamara's return? And are you excited about Tammy Sue being back on our screens? <laughs> oh, Tam- I mean, look, Tamara's, we needed Tamara back, right? Absolutely. This show 100% needed her. Um, it's great to have her back. Um you know, and again, this is another sh- this like last season. I was just so not interested in at, at all in the OC. I just didn't think they had any amazing drama. Even even Heather Dubrow being back just didn't really do it for me like it had in the past years. Um, so yes, we need Tamra. Uh, I'm excited about this season. I didn't love the trailer. The trailer looked like it was lacking drama, but I think as we get into it, it's going to be great because we know Vicky is going to be returning too at some point. So I think having the uh, Trace Amigas all back will be, you know, it's, it's just, it's good entertainment. Yes. I'm with you. I think they needed Tamara. I think the last couple seasons of OC have fallen flat to me and just felt it lacked something. Say what you want about Tamara, but she brings in the drama. She's a great reality TV star. My only pain point, and I think you guys have heard me complain about this so many times, 
is the lag time from the time production's done filming to the time it's released. Because now it's been nearly a year since um, OC is wrapped. And some of the drama that we're seeing on camera, we already know what happens off screen. So for instance, everything's being set up right now for the reconciliation of Tamara and Shannon, but we already know it's happened. I mean, they're going on tour together. They have like the Tres Amigas podcast or something like we already know. So I'm curious on your like um, opinion on from a production standpoint, do you feel like Bravo and some of these networks need to kind of churn out these shows much faster than they are? Um, Yeah, 100%. I mean, how do they do it? You know, is like, is the question, right? Um, Because I always think these shows are kind of always like their release date is always kind of based around other things that's happening, happening in the Bravo world. Um, So it's, it's really tricky, right? Um, But yeah, wouldn't that be great if we could get more, um, you know, they wrapped and then a month later we were getting the first episode. So we weren't seeing everything so much later in time. Yes. Even if it's like six months. I mean, I think that's also what, I mean, not to go back on Vanderpump, but I think that's why we also were so enthralled because we got to see that. They they picked up the camera so quickly towards that last episode to kind of give us all of that real-time reaction. And we got to see it three months later as viewers. Um, So I, I would love if we could turn them out faster. I don't know. I I mean, that's, I'm sure a larger task. I'm I'm probably oversimplifying it right now, but it just feels like to stay in touch with media and all these different shows and networks. I feel like they need to turn them out. Yeah. I'm with you. hundred percent. That's my hot take, but I'm excited for what's to come with Orange County. We are going to take a quick little ad break. So Go ahead. Um, you guys can go potty while I'm doing this, but let me take our ad break. Take us with you to the potty. That's even oh. better. Oh, yes, please do. Listen to us on the pot. Wow, this year is going by so fast. Father's Day is coming up. And this year, I plan on giving my dad a gift that is truly unique and meaningful, a gift that will make him feel special and loved. That's why I'm going to give him StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those that matter. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of options. These are the questions you may never have had the chance to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? I'm doing this one with my dad. I've talked about this with you guys. I'm so close to getting the book. Um, but every week I ask him a new question. This past week, I asked him the top five things he has in common with my mom. I love and I look forward to seeing his responses. After one year, StoryWorth will compile your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake that you will be able to share for revisit for generations to come. I think my girls are going to love having this book about their abuelo, and it's something that I think I'll hold close to my heart as well. The book is going to be amazing, but the journey to writing it will also be a gift in itself. I look forward to reading the weekly stories of my dad shares over that he shared over the next year. Um, I also like kind of want to hear one of the questions I think I'm going to update is kind of want to hear his perspective on like the day I was born. I mean, I feel like dads always have funny stories and things regarding that. So that's something I think I'm going to throw in there. So give all the dads in your life a unique, meaningful gift you'll all cherish for years. Story worth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash realmoms. 
That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash real moms to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash real moms. Okay, something, another one of our partners that we're so lucky to have is Green Chef. There's so many different options, meal kit options out there, but let me tell you guys what makes Green Chef different and great. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating eating well easy with plants to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to to suit your preferences. Um, feel your best for the summer season with balanced, crave-worthy meals that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great too. Bring more flavor to your table this summer with Green Chef's delicious nutrition, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables and unique farm-fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. And make more time for your summer goals with our convenient step-by-step ready in less than 30 minutes. Plus, cut down on meal prep with a pre-portioned and prepped ingredients, including pre-measured sauces, spices, and dressings. I love Green Chef. My husband is the cook in our family, so that takes the time away. And I think we all like to eat a little lighter in the summer. I mean, we want to keep our swim bods in check. So we eat a little bit lighter and Green Chef is an easy way to do it. I like that they have things that are carb um, friendly or calorie sensitive, or if you're looking to eat a bit cleaner and paleo. So go to greenchef.com slash realmoms60 and use code realmoms60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, go to greenchef.com slash real moms 60 and use code real moms 60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. And again, green chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Okay. Let's get into New Jersey. Oh, oh my I God. Know. I already <laughs> have like, I need a Xanax already to talk about this. <laughs> oh, we do need Xanax smoothies. That would be great. Oh my, I miss oh my God. Where where's the Xanax smoothie? And Tom Tom Schwartz. I love Schwartz. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. Where's Tom Schwartz to like spread those around? Okay, before I we discuss part two, I want to know are you team Teresa or team Melissa? Because this is gonna be kind of interesting. God, that is like so hard. Um, here's the thing. I actually I actually like team Melissa, but then I hear so many bad things about her in real life. Like if I met her, she wouldn't give me the time of day. So then I'm like Maybe I'm more team Trey. And Trey is a, you know, she, look, she's amazing on reality TV. She is that franchise. She's not going anywhere. Um, but you know what? I'll go with my first gut. I I was team Melissa. I liked Melissa and Joe. Um, and, you know, I have to tell you, I'm sorry. I'm a naive TV watcher, but I was totally duped that basically for a decade, they have hated each other. Like, I, I thought that they were like most families. You know, you have your, really, I thought it was like Kyle and Kathy where they go like, all right. They go all summer. They're not filming. They don't speak. But then, you know, they go to a family picnic or whatever. I didn't realize how much this is like done, done. Oh, yeah. It's it's full-blown hate. I mean, I think Andy's like commented on it, how wild it is that they both showed up with such visceral hate for each other. And this reunion, was this part two was no different. It kicked off 
with Teresa immediately blaming the Gorgas on sending her to prison. I mean, we're talking about drama and things that have happened seasons ago, lifetimes ago for Teresa, but she believes that the Gorgas knew someone who sent Teresa to jail. I'm so glad that Andy checked her in that moment and was like, but your husband, your ex-husband is the reason why you went to, you went to jail. Like you can't pin this all on them. So, I mean, then they started having this conversation about the FBI and like just the betrayal there. And Teresa's like, I would never, ever, you know, do that to my brother. Then, you know, Melissa pivots and is trying to um, kind of break down the relationship that Jacqueline, Lorita and Teresa recently have. So we all saw that. We all thought hell froze over because those two rekindled their friendship. So she started to share text messages um, from Jacqueline. And these are texts that were between Jacqueline and Jackie. I'm curious what information Jacqueline has on Melissa, because that came up during the reunion. They're like, she has something on you. Like I would be careful if I were you. I know. And like, what's your theory? Do you see Melissa, of course, adamantly denies that she and Joe had anything to do with, you know, Juicy going to jail. I mean, do you think that, do you feel like Melissa and Joe Gorga did have something to do with it or no? I don't. I mean, at this point, if they did, I feel like why not say it? I don't know. It's done. Like, it's done. It's done. I mean, it would still be a betrayal. Don't get me wrong. But I'm leaning towards no. I think Joe as old school Italian and like loyalty and like, I don't think they would snitch. I really, really don't. So, I mean, would it surprise me with Teresa's story that Joey was talking to a friend and that friend then ended up talking to the FBI? That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I could see that too. As far as like what Jacqueline might have on on Melissa, to me, I, I feel like this is so anticlimactic. Like what could it possibly be? I feel like it would have leaked by now. We've known Jacqueline for how many years? You're telling me all these years she hasn't used it in some form. It hasn't been sold to a tabloid. I just... This is like the anticlimacticness of, you know, Raquel's like reveal of them doing it in, you know, Sandoval's house. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, maybe she has something and it's going to be so stupid. Like another rumor about her making out with the guy that she denies or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't think it would have leaked if it was like that huge. And I also think whatever it is, Teresa already hates her. So, like, if she did something, talk shit on Teresa, like, that's not going to be surprising if you're Teresa. Um, really, the crux of this episode and what I found, like, so fascinating is the cast. So, they're about to bring – we're going to see the guys in part three. We find out this was kind of a little bombshell. Dirty Louie um, threatened Marge's son, okay? He yes. called his place of employment and threatened him. And Margaret brought out her receipts, confirmed the number. Teresa's trying to prove that it's spoofing, like spoof calls, but they brought out the number. Everything before the guys come out, and this is going to happen in part three, Frank Catania is against Dirty Louie. And that to me says everything. He says, Dirty Louie, if you remember, he would t- went into business with their son, Frankie Jr., Mm-hmm. Apparently, his company was shutting down and he never gave Frankie a heads up. So that, like, he crossed his son. He wasn't happy about it. But in terms of what Louis, the cast, it seems like a bulk of the cast is going to go after Louis for all these, um, the private investigator and all the information that he has on them, allegedly. 
Yeah, this is wild. Um, I mean, how wild will it be if, like, it turns out that Louis is because, as you mentioned, right? Louis, we know, is being investigated by a law firm, which doesn't mean anything except for they obviously have a client that has some interest in feeling like Louis wronged them or a business deal, you know. So they're investigating. Was there any false? You know, is he doing something illegal with this whole selling ad or um, leads or whatever he's getting? Which reminds shot two point Exactly, which reminds us of Jen Shaw 2.0, right? Uh, I cannot even believe we're at a place where where we're beginning to even speculate that there could be something illegal with Louis. Like, how could Teresa? I, I mean, I guess you do try, kind of attract the same man over and over in your lifetime, but it's like I do really want to see her happy. Like, she seems in love. She's been through the ringer. This woman is like the sole breadwinner for these four girls that she's now going to put through college and this enormous tax bill we know she's working on paying. I mean, can you imagine having to pay a million dollars to the IRS? Like, huge. Uh, but I do think you're right. We're, we are seeing the turn of Louis. Um, we definitely saw a different side of him this season, just like the red face, the the attacks. I mean, the guy is clearly capable of being on TV. Uh, and certainly on a reality show. So I'm not surprised. And I mean, I, I agree with you, like Frank and Dolores, although Frank's had his own issues, right. With being disbarred. So they all, they all have so much craziness really, but it's not looking good about Louis. Yeah. I just think when the guys, cause the guys to me seem to be like even keel, like kind of see things. Yep. I mean, with the exception of maybe Joe Gorga, considering all the stuff with his sister, but they seem to like take things, like see it for what it is. And when you see Frank Catania, who's my favorite house husband on Bravo, I'm just like, mm. but I've been saying this about dirty Louie for like a while now. There's been so much on this guy. Like this is, I mean, there's, I could list so many different things. So many exes have spoken out. There's now a restraining order from one of his exes because he allegedly paid someone to get information or get something, some weird, it sounds like fanfic. It's some weird situation where someone's acting like they're going to therapy, but really not. And they're just digging for information. It was very bizarre. So getting a restraining order, the LLC, um, there's some domestic violence allegations from past exes. The thing with Frank Catania, we heard the business dealing that the pizza, which I'm wondering is going to come out in part three, like this guy is bad news, but Teresa is such a tree stump herself that she's never going to see it. And that's what everybody says. Everybody in every conversation I have about New Jersey, people say the same thing. And, you know, she's loyal to a fault. I mean, look at like, like you said at the beginning, you know, she and, and Juicy Joe have never really taken full responsibility for what they've they've done. I mean, you're right. She's, she went to jail because of Joe Giudice. I mean, straight up. And Joe, I mean, even it drives me bonkers too, that Joe had all those years to become an American citizen. I mean, he's been here. He was in this country since he was like three years old. I mean, literally had 40 years to like simply do the application and never did. And is like, has the audacity to complain that they deported him. It's just like, okay. So you know, I, I don't know. It's like sad to see Teresa. It looks like she's going back down this path with oh. someone that is, I mean, Bravo must be like, we've hit television gold again in Louie. But I mean, this poor woman, she doesn't see it. She's loyal to a T and she'll go down with that ship. Oh, that's the worst part. And I think I feel the same sentiment as you. I'm by no means a tree hugger. I was team Teresa for part of the season. I will fully own up to that and admit it because I cannot stand Melissa Gorga. But that aside, 
I feel for the, I'm, I want something good for her. I want a happy yes. ending for her. And this guy is not it. And we're all seeing it. And I'm just waiting for the montage of all the wrongdoings that we're going to see when it all goes crashing down. Because to me, it's just a matter of when. It's not it's going to happen, in my opinion. I, or she's going to she, – I'm stubborn. She's going to stick with it longer. But I think for her image and her pocket, get out sooner, honey. I know. You know, you just said that, and I did have this blink. I'm like, God, you know, it wouldn't shock me if we woke up one day this summer. Because they haven't even been – have they been married a year or no? It'll be a year this summer, I think. Yeah, you know, a year this summer. I, I wouldn't be surprised either. Because I think her girls are very smart. You know, do, do we wake up one morning and it was it's like the Erica Jane Tom Girardi divorce and it's just like bombshell they've divorced and like her girls got to her and were like you have to get the fuck out like if you want to save your career if you want to not ever go to jail again I could see that happening not because of Teresa but because no. of the daughters like going mom that were intervening I mean there's gonna be a Hulu documentary like one hour you special. See- like there's a Randall scandal will be like Dirty Louie. I guarantee they're going to name it that. And oh <laughs> they're okay, going to call it Dirty episode, Louie. Mark this episode. Let's see if our predictions become <laughs> I mean, reality. I need to. It's going to – I mean, and I don't want it to, but I mean, it's not hard to predict. So they're going to have like a Hulu special, Dirty Louie. All his exes are going to speak. And then eventually we'll see Teresa at the end. And it's going to be messy. So we'll wait for it. <laughs> I feel like on that note, we will move on. Um, let's move on to Summer House. So Summer House, we finally are wrapped up with this season. Here are my big takeaways from part two, Carl and his addiction. So it came up, they bring up Kyle's comments to Carl. Kyle was lashing out and made a comment that Carl would come to work coked up every day. And Carl broke down. I think anyone who has a heart watching this, if you weren't crying with me, I don't know how you didn't. Because this man broke down and you could sense the shame and guilt from him. It was very moving. And he said, I'm very sorry. Like, he has to live with that. And he, you know, and it was nice to see two men actually show emotion on TV and have a tender moment and just kind of making that okay. So I just thought that was wonderful that they kind of reconciled there. Carl also admitted that he used to show up drunk in his confessionals and his brother who passed away. um, So in earlier seasons, Carl would speak about his brother's heroin addiction. Meanwhile, he's drunk the entire time and his brother didn't like that. And he never got a chance to reconcile with his brother before he passed. You know, Carl to me is one of the most sincere you said it, men on television. There's just, we. it's rare to see a guy like go through being an addict, then getting sober, then like actually reflecting on his actions, taking accountability. I mean, right. How many of these shows we just watched Tom Sandoval who like apparently manipulates everyone and takes zero accountability. I mean, no, it's like, it's rare to see a guy. So I love Carl. I love the the transformation that he's done. And um, that's hard. It's heartbreaking. I mean, none of us, can you imagine? I know your listeners, there are people that have had situations like that. They've lost a loved one. They never got to say goodbye to, or have a last conversation with an addiction. It's the, one of the worst things. So I, I, I say this, like, it doesn't sound good piggybacking on, on that, but like, I enjoy Carl's storyline so much, you know? Oh my gosh. It's so refreshing and it feels so relevant and so honest. Um, I, 
I'll hold on my thought towards the end, but that was such a beautiful moment. Um, so we finally get into the Danielle and Lindsay of it all. So Danielle says one of the, her points is like, she wasn't projecting her relationship issues because during the summer, her and Robert were good. She simply as a best friend. And I think she, in a shady, petty way, admitted she shouldn't have reacted the way she did at an engagement party, but she's so loyal to these two as their friendship. They've always been the three friends. She was so hurt by it, but she wasn't projecting any of her issues. Um, Robert, her ex, we find out had a conversation with Carl. They met up and he apologized for kind of going in on him. And I just found that so wild that Carl wouldn't do the same for Danielle. Like you, you know, like meet off camera, but you're going to meet with her ex. Like, okay. But um, they also shared Carl and Lindsay that when Robert and Danielle broke up, neither of them reached out and they said, we just didn't know what to do. We felt bad. But on the other hand, they had no problem talking to the press about it. There's articles and things about it. And I say this as someone who's always loved Lindsay, but I'm like, honey, you got to own that part. Like, you got to own the fact that you should have reached out. Don't go with, I don't know what to say. You should have reached out. It's that simple. Great point. But Andy did such an amazing job. I've never seen Andy channel Ileana fix my life, but Lindsay and Danielle were not listening to each other. And he's just basically like, listen, you, this is what I'm hearing. And he like kind of forced them to listen. Danielle was hurt because of X, Y, Z. And Lindsay, you're hurt because of X, Y, Z. But Danielle has since apologized for this. Do you hear that? She's apologized. Like, how do you guys move forward? Mm -hmm. So we end the episode with them. Um, There's a text that Carl sends that they were at dinner together. I don't know that these two will find you are their way back for next season. I'm actually curious on your thoughts for summer house and what they need to do to kind of move forward. Because as viewers, we feel like they're in this weird spot that Vanderpump was once was where we all, they weren't working there, but they kept showing them working there. Like we're in this really weird moment. They, so, uh, ha- they have to take this time and think of how they can manufacture a scandal. Like what can they, <laughs> how can they even like, what's something, somebody get like a thread of somebody doing something like, you know, shady and like feed that to the producers and let's save this whole thing. I mean, it's hard. These shows, right? Sometimes yeah. they feel like they run their course. I'm with you. It's getting a little, I think, um, you just don't hear people talking about it as much. There's not as much buzz around the show. Um, you know, we know Paige is going to be on Southern Charm. There's like some crossover they're trying to do, I think, but I'm not sure that that's particularly working. What can they do? Um, that's just, that's such a great question. I know. I personally think they need to focus more on the city and less about the Hamptons aspect, Mm -hmm. or they need to like kind of split the group with the younger ones, like Sam, who is like a quick fan favorite, Corey, everyone loves them as a couple, let a new era kind of take on the Hamptons in summer and have their lives just their lives in the city. Like that to me, that would be like the way I'd want to see it, but I don't know. I like that. I think it would be a nice, but do you think Carl and Lindsay are going to come back? Uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, it, you know, and what does that mean? Just from other amazing podcasters like yourself and myself, uh, I feel like they're not. I feel like they've, they're over the show. It's, they kind of wear it. You know, look, I, it, 
to me, if you're on a hit show or even a semi-hit show, I think there's like zero reason to leave. But not everybody feels that way. You know, sometimes people are ready to move on and I feel like they are. I think they're done. I say that, but then I feel like they're hinging on like a wedding special because they're getting married in November. So I kind of see it. The thing is, I can see Lindsay coming back more than Carl. I feel like Carl's like done riding off to the sunset, living his happy Zen life, waking up and working out. Like not saying you can't be sober and have fun. Like I, I'm not saying that, but he in general, just his energy in the house doesn't feel like he wants to be there. Yep. So, um, I don't know. I feel like they're going to come back. I'm I'm curious to see what they end up doing, but I'm glad it's not my problem. Um, <laughs> another problem that we're having on Bravo is Atlanta. So Atlanta, you guys heard, we did the poll. You guys are finding this sh- season as boring as we are. Oh. Um, I'm still watching because I love these women, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I, Atlanta was a housewife show that got me into Bravo. So it's very like, I mean, everyone, you can never forget the Kim Zolciak, NeNe Leakes days, like iconic. Iconic. So it breaks my heart that it's in this weird place. Uh, Me too. I mean, the only thing I can think of is this does open the, the pathway. And, you know, we read the stories that Kim Zolciak is like begging Andy for her job back. But I mean, you know, timing is everything, right? In a way, wouldn't it be great if she came back? I kind of want Kim and Phaedra Parks back. Now we know Phaedra is on Married to Medicine. She's doing other things. You know, money always dictates a lot. So I I feel like just Nini back in the mix and that would, I was going to say Nini. I wish Nini would be back in the mix, but I don't think we're ever going to see her back on Bravo, unfortunately. But I do feel like this is opening the way to Kim. They got to do something. Oh, I think Kim is going to come back. I mean, she needs a check. I think she's desperate enough to, I mean, she's selling her wigs online. She's going to, she's going to (laughs) come back. I think Portia we got a flavor of her back on Ultimate Girls Trip. I'd love to see her come back. I think something's off. Like, I actually like Marlo. I think everyone who's quick to be like, Marlo shouldn't have a peach. We've all have been dying for this woman to have a peach for so damn long. I'm like, don't put this all on her. She's a great little villain. She's not afraid to speak her mind. Like, I'm still here for Miss Marlo. But Sonia, some of these side characters that like Drew, even Drew, even with her pending divorce, I don't even think there's enough there. So, I mean, shoot, at this rate, bring Mama Joyce because she's already bringing more drama with the squash that beef and still hating Todd. Like, <laughs> I don't know. More Mama Joyce. I agree. Yes, more I, Mama I, Joyce. I don't look, know. This is the perfect setup for Kim. I think there's so much more to that divorce than we even know. There's so much more to how their financial situation went south. I want to see all of it, every single bit of it, you know? I mean, I bet they'll even get a cameo maybe from Croy to sit down. I mean, Croy needs the money too, allegedly. I mean, apparently they're just both dead broke. I mean, I I just think Kim is – she's perfect for reality TV. She's delusional. She would fit right back in. Marla would have a lot to say about her. I guarantee Kim is probably going to be out dating. There's lots of rumors Kim's already moving on to a a very wealthy Atlanta man, another one, another big papa. Uh, You know, so – I mean, we need Kim back for sure. It's It really isn't working. And I, you know, I hate to say it. I love my girl Candy Burris so much, but I do agree with Marlo. I mean, it's becoming, to me, I think she's solely on the show to just promote Todd. Yes. Promote her kid, younger kids now. And I don't blame her, but it's just beginning to seem like 
it's a it's a little too manufactured and her controlling her narrative and i agreed with marlo on that as well i i mean although her delivery wasn't the best but it's like candy's self-producing and sharing what she wants to share when she wants to share it and this woman like i said it she's the hardest working woman on bravo i know we're about to see her go off next week but I don't necessarily want to see Candy like activated Candy. I just want her to see her like partaking a bit. Um, and I mean, could you imagine if Kim comes back and Kim and Candy have a moment of reconciliation and then do another song together? I mean, oh my God, that would be uh, right. Wouldn't we freak out like a divorce song? I mean, oh. we would all lose our minds. Oh my God. We're- Another prediction. I mean, we're full of predictions today. Just I, we're gonna just have to mark this episode and this date. It is June eighth, and we're predicting all sorts of things left and right. I would love live for that. Can you imagine? That would be huge, huge, oh, amazing. Well, that concludes our week of Bravo. Now we're getting to the part where I'm gonna give a shout out. And guess what? Surprise! It's you. You for surviving Scandaval. You are marked safe from Scandaval. We did it. We're here. We're alive. We're walking. I feel like we're going to need time to process and trying to find something else to get fixated on, but we did it. And Sarah Frazier, thank you so much for joining me. How can everyone find you? Tell us about your show, how often they can listen to you and subscribe. Oh my gosh. Well, the Sarah Fraser show. I put out brand new episodes seven days a week. I actually, I do love the housewives world. Um, but my first love of reality TV comes down to TLC shows. I'm obsessed with 90 day fiance, sister wives, um, thousand pound sisters. <laughs> if you share my the classy story, of class, <laughs> of class. if you share my craziness for these, just like shows that are jaw dropping. Um, I do a lot of recaps about those and I have a lot of those, um, reality stars on my podcast. So definitely check it out Monday through Friday and at the Sarah Fraser show on all social media platforms. And then when you're done, something that you can do for the both of us, give us a five-star rating or a written review. Please, Guys, my goal is to get to a thousand and we're climbing up there. So you're, do your part, hit five stars, leave a written review. Shout out to Jasper Bird, Megan 05222, Marie, Kate for leaving written reviews. It does make a difference. It, makes mama happy and makes me feel honestly appreciated. So please do your part and also do the same for Sarah. Give her a little love as well. And then if you want to support us monetarily and skip your Starbucks, I mean, honestly, we're giving you a deal because you can't get a Starbucks for like less than $5, I feel like, depending on what you get. But for $3 or $5 a month, join Patreon. Every week we do an extra bonus episode about pop culture. Um, I will be dabbling solo this week. So get excited for that and get ready for my rambles, but check out patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. With that, we'll check you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.